is in the know for Tuesday, September 14, the 257th day of 2021. There are 108 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 103.9 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast, on Facebook Watch, and on YouTube Live, and uh, Periscope is available as well. Hashtag in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. The governor says it's the worst it's ever been. Grayson County uh, scoring some metrics in a negative way. We'll tell you about that. And a last-minute schedule change that may impact your day. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. It's my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Yesterday I said, well, it's Monday. Yeah. Now I'm saying, well, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Do you have your iOS devices updated already this morning? Yes. Yeah, uh, Apple released uh, uh, kind of a critical message yesterday that if you have an iOS device, there's an emergency patch that you need because they have spotted some spyware. It's called a no-click virus that you don't even have to click on a link, but right. uh, your your uh, your Apple devices could be compromised. Don't forget your watches as well. So uh, your iPads, your iPhones, your watches, any of your iOS devices uh, need to get those updated. And then I also read this morning, don't strap your iPhone phone like on a motorcycle because the vibrations will mess with the stabilization system and ruin it. So it's I thought that was That's odd as weird. well. So multiple uh, Apple news today. He's the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Las Vegas. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'd uh, be okay if that volume worked a little bit better. Uh, did you uh, did you catch any of the uh, I turned the it on NFL game last about night? halfway in through the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, getting to see, I mean, it's a double whammy for me. Getting to see Lamar Jackson and the Ravens lose in the same game <laughs> is just a peach. The, it's great. The Baltimore Lamars lost last night. Because Lamar fumbled. The John Gruden's <laughs> won. And, uh, but did you watch any of the Mannings? No. I, and I honestly <laughs> forgot about it, <laughs> yeah. but. Um, I did love that the Raiders thought they won, took the field, yeah. and you know celebrated. We won, we won, we won. To only find out that they didn't win, and then throw an interception, and it looked like Baltimore was going to win, and then got the ball back and won anyway. The Peyton Eli commentary on ESPN two was funny. Peyton Peyton is funnier, and he's and he and Eli play off of one another really well. So they were in different See, cities and different rooms. You're talking about Jeopardy hosts. I think Peyton would be good, maybe because uh, I think he's got the right. Uh, being smart but yet dorky kind of thing. Thing I like about the thing I like most about Peyton Manning is that he's self deprecating. Yes. Like he you know, he put on a little bitty helmet and he's got a big huge head and it looked goofy. He was not afraid, you know, of of doing the gag. And and I'm sure that both of them went at one another the entire time. That's absolutely right. They sure did. Big brother, little brother uh, scenario. Hey, if you are headed out, this is maybe a last minute schedule change that impacts your day that I want to tell you about. If you are headed out to uh, or were headed out to the extension office today for the lead class, 
that the Grayson County Extension uh, Office ha- is uh, hosting, led by very special agent Natalie Tall. She has uh, let us know last minute that they are moving that class today to Zoom. So it will be online instead of in person there on Quarry Road. So you probably, if you already pre-registered, you probably got an email this morning. If you haven't, you can go to graysonext.org, or you can call the office and they'll walk you through that. So please don't show up on Quarry Road today. The uh, class will continue, but it will be online, and I'm sure Natalie will have great things to walk you through today. I don't know if we're I don't know if we're supposed to see her tomorrow or maybe Whitney will be here tomorrow but maybe we can hear maybe we can hear all about it. So anyway, that's uh we don't want you to go rushing out of your office. You can have lunch at your desk today. Uh weather-wise, we're going to have one more dry day before thunderstorms uh could return to the area. We'll see rain chance returning late tonight and then off and on into tomorrow. You've been seeing where that uh, tropical storm or storm um, Nicholas, I think it was Nicholas Cage, that actually came through and brushed up against... Uh, like National Treasure? Yes, like exactly like National Treasure. Uh, impacted Houston schools today. Houston schools are closed because of the storm. And so those, after it, it makes that right turn and comes up through the Ohio Valley, we'll get some of that moisture tomorrow. And it could linger around into late Friday or even early Saturday morning, but I think the precipitation we're going to get on Saturday is going to be early in the day. So f- for those of you who have weddings planned for this weekend, oh, that dear. information is... Uh, <laughs> the information is, is helpful. Partly cloudy today and a high of 89. We'll see rain late tonight, a low of 71. And then a 70% chance of thunderstorms tomorrow with a high of 84. Uh, caught this story this morning, kind of warmed my heart. A Louisiana man who is the oldest living World War II veteran in the United States has marked his 112th birthday. Lawrence Brooks celebrated Sunday with a drive-by party at his New Orleans home, hosted by the National World War II, uh, World War II Museum. He also received greetings from uh, the governor, who uh, uh, happened to tweet, Mr. Brooks, the entire state of Louisiana thanks you for your service, and we all wish you a joyous birthday. Heck, not just Louisiana, but the nation. We, right? uh, Those of us here in Kentucky. It's a really good portrait, too, you, of it. It is a portrait. And 112, one I mean, that's... Uh, I cannot even imagine. 112 is hard to... Uh, He's seen a lot in his life. Hard to imagine, absolutely. Oldest World War II veteran in the United States. All right, let's talk about COVID. Uh, Governor Bashir reported yesterday, a combined uh, just over 10,000 cases between Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Saturday was 4,400, Sunday was 3,100, and yesterday was 2,400. So, But yesterday was a Monday, so don't read too much into that number. It will be interesting to see what today's number is because it will give you some indication of which way we are trending. But of the new cases over that period, about 28% of them are 18 and under. Officials have announced 68 deaths between Saturday and Monday, and that's uh, over 100 in the last uh, six days. We had a positivity yesterday at 13.7%, which is is going down just a little bit from above 14 that we saw late last week. But 2,446 people are hospitalized as of yesterday, which is down 95 there were uh, ICU patients were on Friday were 698. They were 646 yesterday, so down. And then patients on ventilators went from 448 on Friday to 411 yesterday. So, in, you know, you see 
an improvement in those numbers. We'll take we'll take the improvement, no matter uh, what it is, but still uh, too high. And the governor says right now, COVID is as bad in Kentucky as it has ever been. And he was referring to a New York Times story, which was published yesterday. So I'm going to give you a revised number. But as of this New York Times story that was published yesterday, and I think it was maybe republished in the USA Today because that's where I saw it, Grayson County, of the 10 worst counties in the nation for COVID incidents currently, Grayson six of them are in Kentucky. Grayson County is one of them. And anytime you are distinguished for having metrics like that, I would hope that it is uh, attention-getting and eye-opening that if you've still been cavalier... That's not in Kentucky. Yeah, it's in the... It's yeah. in the in the nation. We are in the ten worst counties in the nation as far as COVID incidence rate as of yesterday when the story was published. Now, if you take into uh, if you take into account yesterday's uh, health department report, there are 183 new cases since uh, September 8, 78 reported deaths in the county. 61 of those are verified. They're awaiting on additional confirmation. There are 439 active cases currently, which is down slightly. And then the incident rate, which was in the 150s and 160s, which got us in the top 10 counties in the nation, did come down yesterday to 137.3. But we're just one day's testing results away from going right back up. When you're talking about a per capita figure, and your county is only one-fourth of a capita, I don't know a better way to say that, but it's based upon 100,000 people, and you have a fourth of that number, it doesn't take too many positivities to migrate you back up to a higher number. But you see Edmondson County down below 100, Breckenridge County down below 100, Ohio County still above, et cetera. So we need to get back down into that. Uh, we just need to get closer to 100 first. And then we'll see where we can uh, go from there. Grayson County's vaccination rate for all residents, according to the health department, is 46.7%. That's fifty, almost 58% of residents 18 and older, which is a number that gave me some, some optimism. So, again, the governor says it's the worst that it's been and because it's just impacting different people in different walks of life at the moment. And the governor is still urging school boards to continue their mask requirements. Uh, according to the governor, school-aged children contracting COVID at a higher rate than any other group in Kentucky. And, you know, the legislature has shifted decision makings to school boards, and they had five days to do that. And we've seen, I think, you know, Bowling Green schools or Warren County schools have already said they're they're having a, a mask mandate. They've decided that at the local level. I think you'll have other uh, boards that will be taking it up today, including the Grayson County School System. There will be a special called meeting of the Grayson County Board of Education today at um, five o'clock. And the purpose of this meeting is to comply with the legislative special session mandate to approve COVID nineteen school operations plan. That meeting will be at 5 o'clock today where, you know, the power or the, the decision-making that's been ceded to them by the legislature, they'll decide what to do with that. Now, since we found out about the meeting yesterday afternoon, I've done some, uh, you know, I've really tried to consider and study, one, how what I feel like they should do, 
but then also what I, what I anticipate that they might do. And uh, I also take you back to early August when there was the big blow up at the meeting, you know, where basically the meeting spiraled out of order and they had to come back later in special session, just figure, uh, you know, finalize the rest of the agenda that was on track. Uh, I, you know, I'm not, I have never been crazy about mandates. I've always hoped that people would make a logical decision or, or the best decision that was to the benefit of most all the people, right? Rather than being selfish and self-serving, I hope that we would make decisions out of concern and compassion for our community, our citizens around us, our family members, etc. I just I've never been crazy about the mandate aspect of it because to what end? You know, how far do you how far do you want to carry these mandates? But I also know that it's very practical and helpful that we do so right now, especially in our schools, considering the numbers. I just can't, I can't in my heart of hearts, when we've just spent the last 24 hours listed in the top 10 counties in the country with COVID incidents, I'm not sure how we in good faith could then just say, it's all voluntary do what you want to do, and then we afraid that we might get back to that 10 or 15% of people that choose the voluntary option to wear masks. And so I just don't know that now is the time to say, I mean, look where we started at the beginning of the school year and look where we are now. And you could make an argument and say, well, we've been wearing masks and we're, we've still got you know a terrible incidence rate. Is it necessarily at school where the incidence rate is coming from? The school may be the one sanctuary that where kids are protected. It may be in other places where they're socializing or it's being handed around at home or passed from family, family member to family member. I don't have the answers. I just know that if you're, if you're, if your incidence rate is part of the 10 worst counties in Kentucky, in the, in the nation, how do you just say, ah, don't worry about it. Everybody will be okay. And so I will, I guess, I mean, we have a child in public schools, and we know how that impacts her on having to wear a mask. But I, today, I'm supportive of them saying we're, we're, it's in our best interest if we continue to wear masks in schools and then see where we are in a couple of weeks. And if they want to revise that, if the numbers get better and we get you know this under control, then revisit it and say, let's do something different. But just to make it completely voluntary, I know people. Right? I, I, have, I have observed people. I know the people that we live around and among, and I just fear, given the option, that too many people will make the wrong choice. You used last week the seatbelt example. If I the seatbelt was optional, I can almost guarantee that there would be a large portion of people that even though the statistics say, hey, this helps, the seatbelt, it helps, but if, if they came out tomorrow and said, hey, you don't got to wear it anymore, that there would be a large portion that would not wear it. I, I don't know if large portion is the right, and it's not, and I know that that's not the perfect example when it comes to it, but even you brought up the point that the, the mandates, you're technically mandated to wear a seatbelt. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's one thing about, I guess you get can get into a, is it a law, 
or is it a mandate? Where does a man, if a mandate come, becomes laws, we got to have laws. Without laws, we have anarchy. So I, I'm just saying, I understand the boo birds that they're going to face. I understand the blowback that they're going to face. But school board, I would tell you, there is, I don't know if it's a majority, but there's a huge amount of silent people who, if you, if you choose to enact a mask mandate will probably silently support you and say it's the right decision. Well, oftentimes we react to the blowback, right? The boos and the, "Ah, and how dare you's and all that. But I just, I can't, looking at it logically for me, I can't see how the right decision today is take your mask off if you want, everybody will be fine. Because I don't believe I don't believe that's the case. I I totally agree. And I, I rarely, if ever, say anything on air. But I am totally in agreement with the mask mandate. I saw a post from a teacher who's not a teacher in Grayson County Schools, but a teacher in Kentucky. And it was something along the lines of the difference in the amount of students in her class like that week before it was set in based on, you know, quarantines and everything versus I think this past week. And she said that it was like three or four times as many students were in her classrooms because of the mask that she was seeing the difference. And that was sure. just an example. That was one county. That was one example. And again, that's not a teacher in Grayson County Schools, but that's just an example that shows in her eyes it did work. Yeah. And it does work. It's we, we need more time of doing what we're doing to see if we can get this under control. Now is not the time to do things differently unless it's distance more, stay home more, et cetera. The numbers, the numbers bear out that we've got a problem, and we've got to get that problem under control. So I uh, did hear the Kentucky Department of Education going to be handing out $100 bills. Well, maybe not $100 bills, but giving $100 to school staff, uh, people to get vaccinated, or even the ones who have already been fully vaccinated also get uh, the $100 incentive. Saw where there are 310 more Kentucky National Guard soldiers being deployed to 21 hospitals around the Commonwealth to kind of help with some administrative and logistical type work. They're not, don't worry, no National Guards people are like going into surgery. Say, here, uh, try try your hand at surgery. Here. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Uh, general fund revenues are up double digits in Kentucky for the general fund. So that's a, a good report. And uh, Mark Stoops spoke to the media yesterday. You might have heard his uh, coach's show yesterday afternoon uh, here on K105. And he said they are not looking beyond UT Chattanooga. So the moccasins have the attention of the Cats this weekend. Don't forget, by the way, this is one of those weird games. It's not on actual TV. The Kentucky UL uh, UT Chattanooga game this weekend is on ESPN Plus or SEC Plus. So got to watch it on your tablet or on your app or something. So or listen to it here. Absolutely. You can do both if you'd like. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Jenny Cummings from the Grayson County Health Department stops by to talk about a community baby shower. We'll tell you all about it coming up next here on K105 and AM 870 to Moose. Today is Eat a Hoagie Day. I do like that. It's also Cream Filled Donut Day today, which I like, but she doesn't like. No. And a hoagie has too much bread for me. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So. I think it's the bread that probably makes it the hoagie. 
think and so. it's National Coloring Day today, so there okay. you go. Can yeah, be, I got can that. Be therapeutic. Joining us by phone is a community health educator, uh, Jenny Cummings from the Grayson County Health Department. I still have a hard time, cousin, calling you Jenny Cummings. Um, <laughs> you'll always be a Beasley to I'll me. I'll always be a Beasley. <laughs> but you're just, you got an extra name at the end yeah. of it. So, well, good morning and welcome. Good morning. I'm glad to, to be able to, to talk to you this morning. I know that many of us think the health department is all about COVID right now and the COVID response and testing and vaccines, but you have other important missions and uh, other important works that you're doing, including a very important event this week. Kind of tell me about the baby shower you have planned. Yes, we're getting ready for the drive-through community baby shower, and that's going to be Thursday from 4 to 6 o'clock in the evening at the Ronald Hudson Fire Station. And we changed the location yesterday at the last minute. We were planning on having it across from the Aquatic Center in a parking lot that's there with a baseball field. Sure. And there was a 60% chance of rain yesterday. We changed location. Today, the chance of rain is 20%. But we're just going to go with it. We're going to go ahead and keep it at the Ronald Hudson Fire Station. I think that's going to be a great location for us. Yeah, and when you say at the at the Ronald Hudson Fire Station, I, just want, I know that there's still some uh, testing sites going on there or they have been is this at the fire station proper or is this adjacent to or the testing is actually in the kind of the roundabout that's in front of the park right the baby shower is going to be at the actual fire station we're actually going to have people pull through the bay of the fire station for the community baby shower yes yeah that's a that's a great way of doing that so it's four to six at yes. the uh, Ronald H. Fire Station, it's a drive-through style. What can we expect? Basically, um, who, who needs to? Who are you trying to reach? I guess expectant mothers. Okay. Are you trying to? Who are you trying to get to? Yes. So expectant parents or anyone who has a little one who's a year old or younger. That's who we're primarily trying to target, and we're not going to be super strict about that. If your baby is 13 months old and you didn't get to come to last year's baby shower, by all means, go ahead and come. But we're looking for expectant parents and parents and caregivers of little ones. What are the challenges? How challenging has it been, Jenny, while you've got this pandemic going on, but you know there are still needs that aren't being met and you've got a community to serve? From your perspective, what's it been like trying to do normal business, if you will, when you're part of an organization that it's, it's almost, you know, all COVID all the time. Yeah, it's definitely about thinking outside the box because to do things the way we used to, that's just not possible right now, To you know, as far as keeping everybody safe. And, you know, we've all, um, you know, we've seen the news and know where our county stands as far as our COVID cases in, in the nation even. Right. Um, so we definitely have to think outside the box. And so anytime we can do drive-through or we can do things outside, um, then we're trying to do that. And I think would be reasonable that we could say, you know what, we just can't do things right now. But the challenge is, is like we can, and we just have to think outside the box, come up with new ways to engage people and um, still get our community involved. You know, I just noticed yesterday's kind of, I was envisioning what this would look like for you on Thursday with this event. I even noticed yesterday, I was standing talking with some people that I maybe I haven't seen in a while, but we were in settings where masks weren't necessarily necessary by our decision, but I just noticed our body language and our proximity to one another, rather than conversing face 
face to face. We were kind of turned at an angle where, you know, we were just all making these small little um, micro modifications of our body language and our behavior to try and be self-preservationist in a way. So I would imagine that you all are doing lots of that as well, just trying to figure out all these little touch points where you can be safer. Yes, we are. And that's why the baby shower, we're going to ask people um, to go ahead and wear their masks because they're going to go through the line. We're going to have stations set up. The theme of our baby shower is safe sleep. So we're going to be taking time while you're in your car to just give you little pieces of information about safe sleep. So we're going to ask that you wear your mask while we're talking to you. And then we're going to wear ours as well just to make sure that, you know, we're okay and everybody's safe. Right. But you're basically going to stop through two to three stations uh, learning about safe sleep. But also we have great prizes. We have free t-shirts that we're giving away to uh, people who register. We're also going to be having um, bath sets, like baby bath sets. We have toys. We have home safety kits. Um, and we're going to be giving away just a ton of stuff. And so we're, we're prepared for 200 people. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So last year, our baby shower, uh, we had it at the center on Main, and we had a little bit of an issue with just traffic. We didn't anticipate the turnout. So this year, we've tried to kind of rethink logistically what that looks like. And there's no reason you need to get there at 3 or at 3.30 and wait. Right. Uh, there will be plenty for everybody. Hey, and I think that's just a brilliant discovery of a location and the willingness of the Litchfield Fire Department to allow you to do that because, you know, even if it does rain, if the rain arrives earlier than they expected or or later and moves around, you're covered, and it's just a nice little, you know, procession to be able to move through there. So I think that's an, yes. that's an ideal location. I want to ask you just a little more detail on your theme, and you said safe sleep. Now, I know, and I would presume a lot of people know about SIDS. You know, we're, we're yes. aware of SIDS and, and, and the dangers of that. Does, does the idea of safe sleep go go deeper than that? Like, what will you be counseling us on? We'll be talking. We, we know that when we educate families on safe sleep and they practice safe sleep with their little ones, that we drastically reduce the chances of SIDS in those infants. Um, it can still happen, but it just reduces the risk so much. So we're going to go through a basic acronym with the families of A, B, C, D. A is always do your baby sleeps alone. Um, don't co-sleep. B, always put your baby to bed on its back. C, clean, clear crib. No stuff in the crib, no pillows, blankets, toys. And then D, just avoid danger. If you're impaired, uh, then you need to let someone else be in charge of the baby. So when we do those things, we really can save the lives of infants. It's great information. And uh, you've got some wonderful prizes in store. you got some T-shirts, which are always a big hit. you got a grand prize available. It's Thursday, 4 to 6, at the Ronald Hudson Fire station in North Litchfield. I guess it would be easy to ask you now, are we turning into the fire station off of Brandenburg Road or are we turning into Holly Hill and then coming the yes, other no, way? We're, tur- we're actually taking the second entrance into the fire station. So it's still br- off Brandenburg Road okay. and we're going to loop traffic around and they're going to exit through the first um, entrance of the fire station. All right. Very good. That sounds uh, sounds extremely practical. That is uh, f- a Thursday from four to six presentation of uh, community health education from the Grayson County Health Department. Jenny, thanks as always for joining us. Thank you. Right, we'll talk to you again soon. That's uh, Jenny Cummings, community health educator with the Grayson County Health Department. I love health this department. so much. Yeah. Safe. How awesome. Yeah, yeah, we were hearing about it last year. It was really cool. Well, and I, you know, I hadn't thought anything about those <laughs> those bays that they have at the firehouse it would be sense. ideal for a drive through yeah, drive through style. You know, uh, it's kind of a dovetail from th- that type of information. Uh, we had this 
we had this conversation recently about back-to-school dangers and a reminder that kids' backpacks can pose a threat to personal safety. Now, it's very in vogue for kids to have their names or their monograms or whatever on their backpacks. I did. But in certain areas, well, and and we've got one on ours as well. <laughs> uh, but then it, it does, okay, is that ideal? Is that, should we do that? Should we not do that? And I think when you hear experts talk about the dangers of that in school safety, they're using a lot of it as perspective for communities that are different than ours, where kids might be walking to and from school, or they might be in a not, more populated, yeah, and not a closed loop situation, or where you, you know, that's one of the advantages in larger cities is we live near a school, which means our kids can walk back and forth to school, or some kids ride their bikes to school, et cetera. So the school experience for some is different. But I would just say that it's always not a bad idea to consider how much identifying information about your child you're disseminating, whether that be socially, whether it be on their clothing, whether it be on their backpack, et cetera, because you can never be too careful in that type of uh, that type of regard. I also read another study this morning along along the lines of parenting, a study that says too much screen time may not be so bad for kids. Well, tell that to the was is the kids in Tokyo where they were going to restrict China. In China where they're going to restrict um, the amount of uh, video game time they have. Increased screen time among adolescents only results in a slightly higher risk of attention disorders, disturbed sleep or lower grades. Meanwhile, there does not appear to be an increased risk whatsoever of depression or anxiety. Children who spend lots of time staring at digital screens tend to have more close friends. How do you get those friends if you're always staring mm-hmm. at the screen? Is I, that I where you make friends? I think it's one of these friends? things that it's what you're doing when you're on the screen time. Agreed. Yeah. Boys tend to spend 45 minutes more staring at screens on a daily basis than girls. The average American boy spends close to five hours with screens over weekends and four hours on weekdays. Oh, it's much higher than that's, that on weekends. That's the average. Much higher. I think it says, <laughs> wow. it says the average. And if you're looking for a mom parenting hack, I can't believe that uh, I've never realized this. Uh, Miss Buckles, you have this trick where you'll take a French fry and you'll take a ketchup packet and you will dribble. Always. Like, it's almost like a tube of toothpaste. You'll put, yeah. you'll put ketchup on your That's French exactly fry. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, you'll, and you'll do that. Imagine if you took that ketchup packet and you took the little notch where you open it on the side. Yeah. Wh- what if you open it all the way down the side? You start the tear. And you continue the tear all the way down the side and turn it on its side. You have a little pocket of ketchup now that you can dip dip in. That is very smart. I can't believe that I've never noticed this before that you could do that. See, that's why I like there's some restaurants have the already like built in where you can we either can pull it back, uh, you can squeeze it, or you uh-huh. can pull it back. I like, uh-huh. But this is a way of yeah, modifying. That's smart. But it makes me wonder if this is like the can opener. Where we started using it wrong, but, and we think it's the right way. Did the ketchup packet people well, design it with this in mind? No, because it has, even when you look at the package, it had a, I'll see if I can play it again. It has, where you rip it, and it has a, it has like the little, Small the little notch. It. See it? Yeah. Well, uh, it doesn't even, you can't even see uh, it on this end here. I, I'm so distracted by the watermelon fingernails that I can't. Oh, yeah. 
that and I can't I can't get by it. But by the way, best French fries in the world, right there that they're uh, that they're using for that uh, that ketchup hack. But yeah, turn the ketchup packet on its side, tear the side off of it instead of just stopping at the little corner to squeeze it out, and then you got your own little little dip dip in there. I like it. Be okay, and then <laughs> a vintage Vicks VapoRub has gone viral. So. In our medicine cabinet, closet, drawer, basket. All the above. <laughs> right? We we don't have a medicine cabinet. We have a medicine cabinet, basket, closet, drawer. It is true. Are these all in the same spot or in different places throughout the house? Uh, Just like you said. Yeah, well. Different, yeah. different uh, places. Right. And then that doesn't even, yeah, I could even name some more. But <laughs> but if you're ever sick, you want to be with I, me. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying it's a little to a normal person. They go, well, wait a minute. But if you've lived in a residence for a long time, you've accumulated things over the years that whether it's heating pads or knee braces or whatever it is, and they just collect because you never quite know when you might need them. Well, apparently, a frugal grandmother has found good company on Twitter where many users say they feel just as comfortable as she does using a decades-old jar of Vicks VapoRub on their bodies despite an expiration date that lapsed before the fall of the Berlin Wall. Oh, dear. This probably would have been my grandma. I could have seen her doing something like this and having a jar of not necessarily Vicks VapoRub, but... Expiration date, January of 87. That's so impressive. It, it went viral, but then the Vicks VapoRub company got involved and said, we'd encourage you not to use this. <laughs> They're trying to cover their backside, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. But I think that it's just fine. Because, 35 years ago almost. Well, that's yeah, exactly right. But you think about it, kind of like honey. Vicks VapoRub. I don't think it can go bad. I, I don't, don't know so what's either. in it, but I can't imagine it going stale to where it couldn't help any longer. So I just say, <laughs> keep on fixing. You know, if you got 35-year-old Vicks VapoRub in your closet uh, or in your medicine cabinet, just keep on using it. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Note. Because the sky is finally open. The rain and wind stop blowing. But you're stuck out. The fastest moving muscle in the human body is the one that opens and closes your eyelids. That was going to be my guess. I felt pretty good about that. Hmm. You know what that muscle is called? The ocular muscle. The eyelid opener closer. <coughs> did you just come up with that? I did. Well, I did about an hour ago. Okay. That was real yeah. creative. How long, how long did it take you to think of that? <laughs> About second and a half once I found out what today's did you know was. <laughs> the fastest moving muscle is the 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 human eye closer opener. Is it better to say opener closer or closer now, do opener? Do you need like a garage door opener to do it? <laughs> oh, gosh. Batteries would run down in a hurry. <laughs> hey, good news. Yesterday we told you uh, Yo Gabba Gabba is coming back. We told you Teddy Ruxpin is getting a uh, return to pop culture. And now a She-Ra. Live action series is reportedly oh. in development at Amazon. No way. Yep. 
Uh, She-Ra live-action series is in early development, according to <laughs> Variety magazine. As the project is in its early stages, no writer is currently attached, but DreamWorks Animation will serve as an executive producer after recently producing the Netflix animated series She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. So, did have you watched this on Netflix? I'm not interested in the 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 show. You don't itself. want the live action. I mean, I just remember being a kid sure. and playing with the big I hate to call it a castle, but the big Here's what I'm here's She-Ra, what I'm, I'm like, unsure of. Am does, I confused? Does, well, this is where I'm cuz Dennis Dennis is on assignment today. But yeah, this is a isn't this a Dennis Cook question? It is a Dennis Cook question, but is is does Shira is Shira in the same universe as Skeletor and Masters of the Universe? Or am I am I com- yes. Or yeah, am I, I combining so. things that don't go together? Well, so I had a friend that lived down the road and he had this big set. Yeah. And it was a lot of those characters. Okay. Was so, Shira his favorite? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, She-Ra and He-Man were in the right? secret of the sword. Yeah, and, right. And there's right. A, like this huge. But is this set. where Skeletor is? Skeletor part of that same? I think maybe. If Dennis was listening right now, he'd probably be sitting in his office chair. If he were capable of listening, he would be sitting here in the studio because yes. you know today is Tuesday and all. Uh, cops returning for a season thirty-three at Fox Nation. After being canceled by the Paramount Network. So Cops has been on, you know, bad boys, what you going to do, what you going to (laughs) do. 32 years that it's been around, but then got dropped by Paramount. And Fox Nation says, come on over here. We'll pick you up. Now, if somebody will just bring back Live PD, that'll make me super happy. Because... Yeah, see, I might watch Live PD. I would never watch Cops. You wouldn't? No. But they've got the bad boys song. Yeah. I mean, can you? I can count on one hand the amount of times I've watched Cops in my life. So, I could probably um, count on so half. So does a that hand. mean five or less? Yeah, maybe twice. Okay, maybe twice. Kanye West just unfollowed Kim Kardashian on Instagram. I guess that means it's over. <laughs> They're not just on a break. It's a. It's officially over. Speaking of being on a break, Jennifer Aniston responds to the David Schwimmer romance rumors. She said, that was bizarre. I could not believe that, actually. Like, really? That's my brother, she said. But I understand it, though. It just shows you how hopeful people are for fantasies, for dreams to come true. You even mentioned this at home. I said, ah, that's hogwash. They're not. That's not a thing. Well, and it's never anything that I wanted. No. it's I've, Even on the show. Yeah. I, yeah. You're, he, I know he's not. Nope. Ross is not your favorite. Um, Tiffany Haddish wants Common to propose with an apartment building instead of an engagement ring. You know, who decided it has to be a ring? I mean. You know, if you're going to spend a bunch of money on something on a, on a <laughs> ring, you, you give her an apartment building instead. I don't, I mean, I didn't. This cost the same, right? Well, they can. They could. I mean, like, <laughs> if theoretically. You're, if you're Common, <laughs> they might. <laughs> if you've got Common money. They uh, not in the radio salary. Coming, coming, coming. The artist, and then an update on Falling Cat. You all remember Falling Cat from yesterday? I thought you were going to start singing a Sheldon Cooper song when you were talking about that. No, um, um, well, Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat. would be. Uh, Is it not that's Sh- Friends? Yeah, you're thinking oh, of Soft Kitty, Soft Kitty, and Soft Smelly Kitty. Cat. Yeah, you know, you can get those okay, mixed up. But the couple who saved the dangling cat from the stadium say that it peed on the crowd. While it was hanging. Well, can you blame well, it? I mean, 
You would, too, I if would you pee. were dangling from that facade <laughs> and not sure whether you're going to be able to make it or not. So that's from the well-duh category, <laughs> but still wasn't any fun, I'm sure. we got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. Point to ponder for today. What movie or TV show? The title best describes your week so far. <laughs> Got it. All right, go ahead. The Office. The Office. All right, I can see that. So the title describes what you've been doing this week. So, so I've far. I've been here. So, the Office. All right, I'll go, I'll go ahead and share mine. Uh, failure to launch <laughs> because I have so much to do. I spent a lot of yesterday trying to decide what to do. I knew I had so much to do, but I couldn't decide what I needed to do next. And as a result, I sat there with paralysis. So I thought failure to launch describes my week. And it's only Tuesday. I got nothing. You nothing comes anything? to mind right mm-hmm. away. Like if something that would describe it's too yeah. early in the week to... Well, then it could be uh, Easy Street, or it could be. It isn't that. It's certainly not that, but uh, it's never that. I I thought about you'll get this, Sam. Well, and you'll get it too. But you all might be the only ones. Well, not the only ones, but it would be hard for you to understand why I said that I would choose the show from the Smithsonian Channel, Aerial America. You've been big into watching that recently, right? I have, but I know as to why. Yes. Okay. But I mean, as a for a second, as of so far, because I spent part of my time yesterday. (laughs) You know, I'm sure people will learn very soon. Mm -hmm. They might. Let's see on television tonight. The Lego Masters season finale is on Fox, and. Kind of feel a little bit sad that I let this slide by me. I remember when it started, and I said I didn't know that Lego Masters was a thing. It's a Lego competition, but here it is the finale. If there were only a way I could catch up on episodes I've missed. On BET, okay, so this is puzzling me because it doesn't identify if this is satire, comedy, or drama. But on BET, There is a show called Karen. And here's the description. A racist woman makes it her personal mission to displace the new black family that has just moved in next door, but they won't back down without a fight. So do you think it's sitcom? Read that one more time. No, it's too long. Woman moves into the neighborhood, tries I mean, to run people the out. Given channel, it's kind of hard to say. Yeah, I know. Sad. That's what threw me. Like, does BET do dramas? I think so. Huh. I would have no idea. But in a I'm way, it's, it's a similar premise, though, to The Neighborhood, starring Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah. It's not near that. It's Which not I vicious. Like, right? oh, I love it. And we do. Cedric yeah. the Entertainer, he was on... He's hosting he's one hosting of the awards. He's the Emmys. Yeah, he's hosting the Emmys this weekend. So will you so, actually watch it then? Uh, I might for a minute because nothing, none of the normal CBS programming will be on on Sunday evening. So there's a chance, except Billions and Rust are on Showtime. So 
I don't know. Might be. And then on series premiere on HBO, the level playing field, the intersection of sports, race, and social policy through a look at Midnight Basketball, which was the innovative program started in Maryland in 1986. The sun just came out. I was going to say, one of those lights just <laughs> got very bright. Uh-huh. Today's it's, highlight it's in history. color, too. This date in 1814, Francis Scott Key was inspired to write the poem Defense of Fort McHenry, which later became the Star-Spangled Banner. <clears throat> In 1812, Napoleon Bonaparte's troops entered Moscow following the Battle of Borodino. Aaron Burr died this day in 1836. Aaron Burr, sir. 1982, Princess Grace of Monaco, formerly film star Grace Kelly, died at age 52. Birthdays today. John Bowser Bauman from Shanana is 74 today. You kids don't know who he is. Nope. Faith Ford is 57. Dan Cortez is 54. Dan Cortez, of course, one of the early stars of MTV, but also was uh, Elaine's boyfriend briefly on Seinfeld when they went rock climbing and he ended up in traction. Yes. George went with him (laughs) rock climbing and then he... George wasn't an, he wasn't a suitable rock climbing partner and yeah, that was actually a pretty good episode. Dan Cortez came home in traction. Tyler Perry is fifty two today and rapper Nas is forty eight. And uh Ivan Pavlov, Pavlov's dog dude, was born in the state in eighteen forty nine. Pavlov's dog dude. That's a good name. Let's go to nineteen fifty seven for our chart topic. Well, Jimmy Rogers, number one. Kind of funny the Lord made this song should be next week. Ah, yeah. Honeycomb. Because don't you have to walk down the streets of Clarkson next week singing this? <clears throat> yes, I think it's mandated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mayor Henderson you, says that for you as a resident of Clarkson, I would think have to do that. More no, than we we get else. exempt. It's it's for the the tourists that come in. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. We know the chief. I think we got to uh, get the chief on the line. I think it's ordinance. I think the chief's going to be on our side. <laughs> yep. I've got connections. I'm pretty sure I can convince him. Wilson mm-hmm. Pickett, Land of a Thousand Dances, number one this date in 1966. Now, you're talking about Pet Band songs, one of my favorites here. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Especially, for, especially for the trombone. We got the, we got well, the this is, uh one. I love this song because it's on the soundtrack of The Great Outdoors oh. at the end. Like when they're celebrating and they're doing all the... It's so. Love that movie. Oh, yeah. The Great Outdoors is a wonderful movie. Ackroyd, some of Ackroyd and Candy's work at its finest. All right, let's go to 1975. This is actually the 90s version of this song, but you get the idea. David Bowie, number one, is dating 75 with fame. Okay, come on. There we go. I should have pulled the 75 version. I mean, I don't mind that song. I mean, it's fine. You got the idea, I suppose. Let's go to 1984. John Waite, who has an arbitrary extra E on the end of his name. Have 
you heard the remake between he and Allison Krauss? No. I don't. Have I? Dial it up. You'll thank me later for it. Yeah, it's really good. Will I? Uh, Probably, yeah. She's good. 1993. Sawyer Brown, number one. Oh, dear. Close personal friends of mine. Well, and this is one of those Henry songs that I actually know. Don't forget to thank Daddy for the whooping. Just say you, you played about 15 <laughs> seconds too long in that song. You didn't know Sawyer Brown, close personal friends of mine? Listen, anything country, you could know. I'm just, that's not my not my cup of tea. That has nothing to do with them being close personal friends. Yeah, they could be, it could be your best friend in the world, and I just, I'm not going <laughs> to listen to them. <laughs> they got their, got their start on Star Search, Sam. Thanks to Ed McMahon and America voting. They're probably great people. 2002, Nelly, Kelly Rowland, number one dilemma. I can't believe neither of you all are going to ask how I'm close personal friends with Sawyer Brown. I'm almost afraid. Oh, we got a Bengals, old Bengals jersey in that music video. Oh, no, that's a, no, anything Nelly and Kelly Rowland. I just can't Ooh. listen to you. Foster the People pumped up kicks number one this day in 2011. This Ten years a, ago today, this song this was number one. screwed up song. It's a what? It's a screwed up song. Oh, uh, yeah. You don't like pumped up kicks? Well, I mean, the the context of it is is terrible. Hmm. I guess I've never really. I've okay, never yeah, really yeah. Just if, if you listen words. to the lyrics, yeah, I'll pass. Gabby Barrett, number one a year ago today with I hope. All right, MB's pearl of wisdom for today is the search for happiness is one of the chief sources of unhappiness. The search for happiness is one of the chief sources of unhappiness. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. I look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beach, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.